Welcome back to Sister Crime Time. I'm your host, Brianne, and today I'm joined by my younger sister, Brooklyn. Hello. And our other younger sister, Morgan. Hola, senora. Okay. So we know we just did um, another double person like in getting involved with the case last week uh, with Jack the Ripper Part 2. Our mom wasn't on the case, but Morgan really wanted to join us for this one. <laughs> so we have her on the case with us today. Morgan, do you want to say a little bit about yourself? Um, well, I have um, three amazing sisters. You know two of them. I have an amazing mother, father, uh, two weird dogs. <laughs> And I am a YouTuber. And she a is a YouTuber. It's really cute. She has almost like 200 subscribers. I have 227 last time I checked. Wow. Oh, okay. That's a lot more <laughs> than I thought. Wow, that's like a lot. And she just started last year, too. Like last summer, I think. So she, she got up there pretty quick. I'd say that's a, that's a good bit. Brooklyn, any new information you want to share this week? I dyed my hair. She did. I'm she is blonde now. She is fully blonde. <laughs> and I've committed to the look. I got a Camp Hapla t-shirt. I'm Annabeth now. She yes. Is. Now we just need to get her a Yankees cap. Yep. And yes, we'll let's, do it. let's do it. Yes. Let's do it. It'll be so much fun. Okay. So in our previous episodes, we discussed the infamous Whitechapel killer of the 1880s, Jack the Ripper. Today, we will be talking about the devil in the white city, Dr. H.H. H. Holmes, who Dun -dun. is... <laughs> Who is considered to be America's first serial killer. This is one of my favorite cases. I did a project based on this case in high school after reading The Devil in the White City by Eric Larson. And this was the only historian nonfictional book that I actually enjoyed. I hate nonfiction, but this is, I actually enjoyed this one. Yeah, this is why you only read fantasy stories. Yes, this is true. I haven't found anything else that's good. Herman Mudgett, our killer's birth name, was born in New Hampshire in 1861. He was born into a wealthy family and from an early age showed signs of high intelligence. He was greatly interested in medicine, and some sources claim he would trap animals and perform surgery on them. Other sources say that he might have killed a childhood friend. That, that went to 100 real quick. What? Why? That, no. Okay, that went from 0 to 60. It, it what? It's it, 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 like, like, oh, hey, look, it's my best friend. Next thing you know... Oh, Teddy died. <laughs> Basically, I I think it was, I mean, I don't know. Like, sources differ. A, a couple of them did agree, though, that he might have killed his childhood best friend. So um, it's not confirmed. It's not confirmed. It's suspected. But, I mean, it's suspected. I feel like people who do, like, heinous crimes, like, it starts somewhere. Yeah, he tortured animals. Yes. Wait, but, were they alive when he tortured them? Uh, Probably. Yeah. No, that, look, I. Wow. I'm in the full belief that if you are, if you like torture animals, then you uh, are on your way to being a serial killer. That's that is what I think. Okay. Believe. I mean, that's fair. I don't think I don't think any sane person can torture an animal and be like, oh, I'm not going to do anything worse. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, it went from torturing animals to slaughtering and killing your best friend, your childhood friend. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's not such a huge leap to take. I mean, if you're already like murdering innocents. Yeah, and we did talk about how, like, you know, if Jack the Ripper was already like, you know, killing these women, I mean, why not go the step further and basically right, exactly. like, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's true. Serial killers are like really smart. They are. They're like super smart. And 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 they're like geniuses, and they have potential to like be these these great intellects. And they use their intellects for murder. Exactly. Yeah. This is how you get people like Lex Luthor. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry. When you said that he'd killed a childhood best friend, the only thing I could think of is when Brooklyn said in the first part of Jack of your guys' Jack the Ripper case, is when she said, I love it. I love her to death. Oh, yeah. Talking about really Kimberly. Really okay, okay. Well, our, our friend who I was talking about <laughs> laughed at that, apparently. So. Oh, I love that. <laughs> He studied medicine at a small school in Vermont before attending medical school at the University of Michigan, where he was described as a mediocre student financing his studies through insurance fraud. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny to me. In 1884, he almost didn't graduate because a widowed hairdresser accused him of falsely promising to marry her. What? Why does she remind me of like a Karen? Uh, like yeah. Yeah. an 1880s version of a Karen. <laughs> no, that, that, that's the vibe. That I, I can imagine her like showing up like on all her skirts. And he didn't keep his promise to marry me. I'm not entirely sure like why this would keep him from graduating though. None of the sources or anything else that I dig- dug into more like could explain it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why that would have kept him from graduating unless it's like a reputation situation. It's a reputation thing. Is it? Okay. Yeah. They were very touchy about this this kind of thing. Well, at the University of Michigan. He would continue to commit insurance fraud by stealing cadavers, disfiguring and burning them, and they would plant the bodies so that it looked like they'd been in an accident and then would collect the money. What? Wait, what's a cadaver? A cadaver is, a is a dead body. Oh, well, then I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye, Morgan. <laughs> All of my sisters are squeamish, and I can't understand why. I'm sorry? <laughs> Are you serious? You can't tell, guys, but we are literally giving her weird looks. Yeah. Once we get a camera, it'll be <laughs> way better. We need to get a camera. Yeah. Okay. In 1886, Mudgett moved to Chicago. Mudgett? <laughs> That's his birth name. Herman Mudgett. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you're not paying attention when no. I mentioned it the first time. Well, kind of. I, I, was, I was. I I. I. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hang on. Mudgett. <laughs> Can I keep going? <laughs> sorry. Just, like, give me a second. Um. One. I have to say it again. Mudget. <laughs> keep going now. We're fine. They're just gonna break into giggles. <laughs> In 1886, Mudget moved to Chicago and took a job. They're still going. Took a job as a pharmacist and changed his name to Dr. H. H. Holmes, a homage to Sherlock Holmes. An homage. It's homage. I did say homage. No, you said homage. Okay. You said said homage. There's so many H's in this one sentence. (laughs) Just keep going. In Chicago, he built an elaborate building with secret passages, trap doors, soundproof rooms, doors that locked from the outside, gas jets designed to asphyxiate victims, and a kiln beneath his building to cremate the bodies. Oh, so basically. So so basically, basically, basically. He built a murder house. Yeah. He hired and fired several construction crews to keep them from getting too familiar with what they were building and to keep them from having a clear idea of what he was having them build. This massive structure would later become known as Murder Castle. It essentially became a hotel, especially during the World's Columbian Exchange Exposition what? in so, 1893. What? So basically, people slept in rooms that were designed to murder people and yeah. then cremate the bodies. Or whatever you said. He only cremated some of the bodies, not all of them. Oh, my God. Still, it's creep. Okay, okay. Building the murder house is one thing. Turning it into a, a hotel is a completely different thing. Well, the whole purpose of the hotel is so he can lure people into the building. He turned it into a hotel. Yes. Okay. He- I thought, I, I thought, I thought you meant like after he died. I know. People who came to the Chicago World Fair would check into the Murder Castle Hotel, and that's just what I'm going to call it from now on. Wait, wait. Was it actually called that back then? 
No, it wasn't called the Murder Castle Hotel. Murder Castle is what we call it now. Back then, it was just like the Holmes Hotel or whatever. Okay. I was like, I was like, no. Because I was going to be like, if it was called the Murder Castle Hotel. That should tell you enough. So, so back so, then, that should tell you enough about about. It was, it was referred to often back then as the castle because it was such a huge structure in this area. And then now that we know what Holmes was up to, we call it Murder Castle. So, so it. If people actually, if it was actually called Murder Castle Hotel back then, it would basically just be the plot to a murder movie. Honestly, though, like we have like, the it's, it's like, it's like, yeah, like, Scooby Doo episode. So, so, so then you got, you just got the parents, mom. Oh, Timmy, look, Murder Castle Hotel. There we go. Let's go. Moving. People, mainly women, would then go missing from the hotel. Holmes would specifically target women, it's usually by, y- yes, it is, usually by seducing them, getting engaged to them, getting control of their life savings, and then would kill them. Whoa! Dude was in for the long haul! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, like, committed himself. That's crazy, but kind of impressive. I'm sorry. That's, it's, like, not impressive, but it's, like, impressive. Do you, do you not understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, I think so. Like, Wow, he like committed himself to this. Only he did that with his schoolwork. He might not have turned out this way. <laughs> what I find crazy too is that he required his employees to have a life insurance policy and have him listed as the beneficiary so that way he could collect the money after he killed them. What? So it wasn't just the guests and women that he was killing, he was also doing it to his own staff. Okay, I don't think anything. And like any sort of okay, and, and nobody suspected him. I I take back what I said about him staying in school. That wouldn't have helped. <laughs> oh, it, it gets worse. Nobody sure it does. Of course, I'm it sorry, does. sorry. Nobody suspected him. No. Morgan people back then were idiots. People today are still kind of idiots. I mean, I mean specifically police. You know, like that in in the uh, Jack the Ripper case, they did shoddy police work. They did. I didn't listen to the Jack the Ripper case yet. We'll go listen to it. I will. He sold a lot of his victims' bodies to local medical schools. Like, we'll just straight up, like, kill them, fillet them, whatever it is that he does. Fillet them? Fillet them? them. them. Yeah, fillet them. Yeah, like, so, oh, is this a cannibalism thing? No, no, it's Good. not, I promise. Oh, jeez, I was about to say, I can't handle more cannibalism cases right now. I can only imagine one of the students at the medical school basically be like, oh, well, professor, what are we working on today? Bodies. That's kind of the whole point. Yeah, that's right. kind of like when you were like in medical school. like. But... It didn't make sense. It, it doesn't. Now, at this point, some people did start to question the identities of the missing women, especially those who were one of his wives or fiancés. Several people reported that they saw the missing women enter the hotel but never exit. Wait, okay. So they got engaged basically in a weekend? Right, like he would seduce them and be like, oh, we could totally have a life together. They would get engaged. right, because people back then, they like moved off marriages. Sometimes. Sometimes Sometimes they did. I think most of the time, right? Because life expectancy wasn't very high. Um, I think it really depends. You get murdered by a stranger in a hotel or get run over by a cart. Anything could happen. You could fall into yeah. a ditch and just die. Because of the <laughs> hidden passages, chutes, trapdoors, peepholes, and such, Holmes was able to kill his victims whenever he pleased by using the gas jets in their rooms and then send their bodies down the chutes to the basement, which was Holmes's lab. <sighs> like he had a full-on lab underneath this place. Oh, uh, so basically, this is leaning towards more evil scientist dismembers bodies kind of thing? Sure. I'll say it again. He's Frankensteining himself the perfect wife. <laughs> so remember how I mentioned that the doors were designed to lock from the outside? 
I remember reading that one of the hotel guests, who was actually a male, was awoken up in the middle of the night by his door unlocking and creaking open. He sat up quickly, staring at Holmes, who was now walking into the room. Holmes apologized and said that he was just checking on the guest. He apologized again and then told the guest to go back to sleep before stepping out of the room and relocking the door. The guest did not go back to sleep. He got up and paced the room, suddenly anxious, which as you should. He said that he could hear footsteps retreating from the door and back into the hallway a while later. He checked out the next day and reported to the police the weird behavior that Holmes had exhibited. Finally! That kind of gives me a telltale heart vibe. Yeah, it really does, though. That's when, all I thought about when I, I was reading that one. You don't, don't, you don't know It's such a good is. story. It actually, it really is kind of freaking me out a little bit. Police start to realize, hey, we have a problem. Women are going missing. Oh, wow, no one's... Wow. At this time, Jack the Ripper's name is well known, and his killings ended in early 1891, and the case was closed in 1892. But everyone who knew about the case was worried that Jack the Ripper would come back someday. Panic starts to spread throughout Chicago as people wonder, could the infamous serial killer be back and prowling through the streets of Chicago? Oh, okay. Wait, so this is like... Sorry, hang on. Literally, as Jack the Ripper's killings are ending... H.H. Holmes is going through Chicago. Do you think he was inspired by Jack the Ripper? That's possible. Yeah, it could be very possible. I really don't know the answer to that. Well, maybe we should. No, we can't ask him because he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Police follow up on the concerns about the missing women having stayed at Holmes' hotel. Holmes answers the officer's question, lets them search his hotel, and then walks them out when they're through. Tell to heart. Yeah. basically what happened in the story. Yeah, it is. It really is. I wonder if Edgar Allan Poe was inspired by I think he was before H.H. Holmes. Oh, he might have been. Yeah, that's true. Holmes was extremely charming. Kind of like Ted Bundy, if y'all know the Ted, which you don't. Which we're going well, to go. Know, but not really. We're, we're going to cover the Ted Bundy case someday. Can, can I do Bundy, for the Ted Bundy? Maybe. Bundy was said to be very charming and alluring. Holmes was the same. He could seduce women and talk his way into getting more money. Holmes was arrested in 1893 after the World Fair closed down. But he wasn't arrested for murder or even the suspicion of murder. No, he was arrested for insurance fraud. <laughs> I knew that would the come back to bite him in the butt. The, yeah, the past comes back to haunt you. I So my group and I, when we were reading through um, The Devil in the White City, we all just got a kick out of the fact that he was arrested for insurance fraud. That's so funny to me. I knew when you said insurance fraud in the beginning, I knew that was going to come back to bite him in the butt. I knew for it. For real. Quick, quick question, what's insurance fraud? Basically, where you lie about certain things that would get you insurance, like, you know, if you lost your house or whatever, or if someone died, a life insurance policy, that they would pay, the government or whatever would pay you a certain amount of money for, like, your losses or whatever. It's often why um, uh, spouses kill each other. Yeah, actually it is. One of the first things that police look at when a spouse has died, if they suspect the other spouse, which you always should, Gibbs taught me that, um, <laughs> Gibbs, oh is... Do they have a life insurance policy? And if so, how much? Honestly, people have killed less. For, I mean, killed for less. Honestly. My sources can't seem to agree on which insurance fraud scheme got him arrested. One says that he set fire to his home, the hotel. Another says that he tried to use another corpse to claim his life insurance. And another source says a horse swindle in Texas is what did it. Wait, a horse swindle? Wait, what? Wait, what? Either way, he was arrested for insurance fraud, but was released soon after. Why? Why? My my understanding of that is, from what I remember reading in the book, and it was so long ago, was he walked into this room being called in for a meeting, and it was all these groups of people that he had schemed and against and stuff like that and done the fraud to. And 
you know, they were saying, you owe us this much money and how could you do this? And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I was really ambitious and stuff, but hey, if you just let me go, I can get the money. I have it. I just haven't paid you all yet. And they let him go. And he never paid them. And he never paid them. <laughs> oh, well. Why are people he, so stupid? Well, why? I just, well, the well, there are more on factors uh, than went from one to Well, remember, fast. he's extremely charming. Uh, Again, their moron factor he went from one to really eleven hot. fast. Let's be honest; he was probably like really hot, and that was the only reason oh. he got away with it. He looks like the bowler hat guy from Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Jesse, does he really? Yeah. Can so, you pull up the picture? Um, no, no, no. Go to the Instagram later, and uh, the pictures will be up and posted. Oh, don't go look it up on your own. I want to show it to y'all. Goodness, <laughs> he does though. Try to look at it. Holmes ends up leaving Chicago with his friend, Ben Pitizel. He convinces his friend to fake his death so they can get $10,000 on the life insurance policy. After Ben signs the policy, they travel to Colorado, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, and Texas, committing even more insurance frauds. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You said, so you said fake his death, air quotations. They ha- okay, him? they haven't faked his death yet. Okay, but will he kill him? I guess you'll see. <sighs> so apparently... Holmes also got married while they bounced from state to state. Surprise, surprise. Holmes returned to Missouri at some point and was arrested yet again for fraud and was placed in jail for a while. Meanwhile, not long enough, not long enough. Meanwhile, Pizzell went to Philadelphia and opened up a fake patent office to swindle investors. After being released from jail, Holmes went to Philadelphia to see his friend and wait for it. Killed him. There we go. Dun, dun, dun. Friendship ended. Oh, Tommy ended in the grave. Tom, Tommy ended up in the grave again. He then collected the ten thousand dollar life insurance and convinced Pitizel's widow, who knew about the insurance schemes that her husband was involved in, that Ben was still alive and gave her five hundred dollars. On the run from the police and worried that Pitizel's five children would alert the authorities, Holmes kidnapped three of the children when he left and eventually killed them. What? Mm-hmm. How old were his wrong? children? What? I don't know. I think, I mean, my understanding is that the age ranges were from 8 to 15. Wow. He was later caught in Boston, Massachusetts in 1894. He gave police numerous stories and eventually confessed to killing 28 people. Though it is believed that he had as many as 200 victims. Yeah, I, I'd believe that. Same. With no definitive proof, however, investigators can only try to convict him of Ben's murder and his children's murders only. Who's Ben? Wait, no, but he confessed to killing at least 28. Right, but they don't have definitive proof of that. It could no, be- no, 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 but he confessed to it. Okay, but what if this is, like, him being like, yeah, I did all of this stuff and y'all couldn't catch me. Like, he's mocking them or whatever. Like, they but don't- But still a confession. Can't he, like- But people can lie under confession. I understand that, but if he confesses, that means that like, he gets tried for all 28, right? Not necessarily. Why? And, and in this case, he only gets tried for Ben's murders and some sources say for the children's oh murders gosh, as well. Oh my gosh, that's stupid. Wow. He actually told his story to the Hearst Corporation in exchange for $10,000. What? So he literally got money for telling about all this horrible stuff that he did. Man was rich. Again. The moron what factor <laughs> of these people go from 1 to 11 real quick. <laughs> what are you going to do with all that money in prison, though? Exactly. What are you going to do with all that money, period? Well, well, couldn't he just buy his way out of jail? No. 
now that he's now that he's uh he went to court and was convicted and there was no getting out of it it's not like oh i got put in jail for a misdemeanor and i'm gonna pay a fine to get out like on bail he is convicted and that's it his confession included this statement i was born with the devil in me i could not help the fact that i was a murderer no more than a poet can help the inspiration to sing wow i hate that like what he basically says is i couldn't help myself like, take responsibility for your actions. Yeah, He's not gonna like, take this is the worst definition of boys will be boys. Oh my gosh, for real though. <laughs> take responsibility of your actions, gosh darn it. Holmes received the death penalty and was hanged Good. in May of 1896, a week before he turned 35. Good. His murder castle was remodeled as an attraction and nicknamed Holmes Horror Castle. Oh, why? Of course, I knew it. I knew that was going to it's, happen. It's like, it's like every place that murderers kill their victims ends up getting turned into a hotel or welcome or, to or, the haunted castle or or a something to, for entertainment and then people will say oh well i stayed at this creepy hotel that you that uh someone uh once killed 300 people and it and, and i'm starting to hear creaking in the floors at night no one's awake and and I'm, pictures are moving off the walls things are getting thrown at my face yeah. it's like well heck However, it burned to the ground shortly before they could open it. Okay. <laughs> you went into this like entire long rant about how dumb it was, and then he's like, <laughs> it, didn't even, it didn't even happen. Like they tried, and they were getting ready to open it, and no, it burned to the ground. Oh, that's awesome. I'm actually convinced that people were so mad about the decision that they secretly burned it down. I'm for that. In recent years, rumors started emerging saying that the killer had fled to South America and that the Holmes in the grave was not the real Holmes, oh, but that he escaped. Please, is that for real? Well, remember, he's a con artist. Like, they full on expected I him to have that. faked his death and such. I, I understand that. But, huh? <laughs> in 2017, Wait, the hold, supposed oh, body God. of Holmes was exhumed. This means that it was dug up. I don't know. Hold on, hold on. So, if he was supposedly escaped and then killed, what did he put? A fake dummy? Probably somebody else's body, honestly. Probably. All right, just keep going. She'll tell us. His descendants allowed this because they wanted the rumors put to rest. However, digging up the body proved to be difficult. Holmes's casket was supposedly buried and covered in seven 3,000-pound barrels of cement. Somebody really didn't want this vampire to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) For real, though. Like, I actually was thinking that same thing. I'm like, they treat him like, well, granted, he, you know, he's referred to as the devil in the White City. Yeah. Maybe, I guess, I don't know, maybe, I mean, it was like, what, the the 1880s? 1890s, yeah. Almost 1900s. super, like, super, super superstitious. Yeah. I was going to say supercilious. That wasn't the (laughs) word. People were, like, really superstitious back then. They honestly probably thought he was the Antichrist. Uh, Very well, possibly. Archaeologists made a discovery during the dig, which delayed their project by a few days. When they reached the coffin, they discovered that it was empty. Dun dun dun. Plot twist. This is this is like the this is like the middle half of every horror movie. The archaeologists went in and did the rest by hand, discovering that there was still some wood at the bottom of the trench. This is when they start looking over their records. Apparently, Holmes had been buried ten feet, not six feet, in the ground. And the coffin actually containing his body was made of concrete. Ooh. Plot twist? This concrete coffin was eight feet long, two feet wide, and two feet deep. They cracked it open, finding that it was empty. So, so you have, like, the original coffin that they thought they found, and that's empty. And then you have the one, like, just below it. Plot twist? 
so so basically wait wait so okay. basically so there's like a fake coffin under that is a cement coffin and that one's empty too so basically okay he was okay, supposed okay. to be very either, either they actually did think he was like a vampire or something and like did that whole thing i whoa hang on conspiracy theory <laughs> some okay so some of my sources say that holmes actually requested that his coffin be buried that deep and covered in cement to keep grave robbers from coming and like messing with his remains once he was dead wow. so some some grave of my sources going to care unless you have something of value buried with you well, and so the archaeologists are trying to theorize as well. They said that sometimes famous people are removed from their initial burial sites without anyone else noticing because grave oh, robbers or whatever. And that's what these experts think is what happened with Holmes. No, no, no. not being t- buried 10 feet underground, stuck inside a concrete coffin with a wooden coffin on top of that, and then more cement poured on. No, no, no. Th- this part, these people really did not no. want that zombie coming back to life. <laughs> okay. No. He tricked everyone. There is no grave robbers involved. He just tricked everyone. For the sake of completing their mission, they decide to continue the dig and see what else they can find. They conclude that the coffin was a fake one. Good. So they drill holes into it. Which one? There were like two. Both of them. Both of them. So they drill holes into it and use a sounding probe to see if there was anything buried beneath that one. They insert the probe and hit something solid. Oh my gosh. If there's a third... Is it a treasure chest? If there's a third... all the money that he had from his insurance rights (laughs) and the $10,000 he got from talking about his story. Please, please, hang on. If it's a third coffin... They really did not want the zombie coming this back to is, life. This is like turning into like a gag. For it's real. turning into a gag. They dug out the first coffin, finding a second concrete container beneath it. They begin working to excavate the coffin and discover vert- a vertical wooden board atop the concrete container. Written on it were the names Mudget and H.H. Holmes. Okay, okay. So it's both names. Is, it an- is there like an and between them or is it both No, like it's both just names? both his names. Okay. One, one being his birth name, the other one his Right. I thought, name. I thought you meant like as in he saw himself as two separate people. That's well, maybe he does. Oh, that actually, that's a very interesting theory. Like hmm. changing his name, leaving his life behind, which Jekyll he did. Thing. Sorry. Oh. I'm, I'm rewatching Once Upon a Time and I'm on the Jekyll and Hyde arc, so that's what I'm thinking about right now. They spend 12 hours carefully opening the coffin to ensure that they don't damage the remains. And inside, they find what remains of H.H. Holmes. Okay, so he's Com- dead. Yes. I mean, obviously. 2017. <laughs> but his remains are there. The body was completely undisturbed and unseen since his death about 120 years ago. Dr. Samantha Cox, one of the archaeologists involved in this project, says that she stuck her face inside the coffin to <laughs> examine the skull, which I think is a horrible idea. Don't oh do God. that. But they're trying to preserve as much of the brains as they can. The brains? Why? Remains. You, s- you said You brains. said the brains. I said remains. You said no, brains. No, sweetheart, you didn't. According to her, Holmes's mustache was still intact. <laughs> oh, but once the, ex- the bowler hat guy mustache. <laughs> yeah. But, but once exposed to the air, it started to flake off. Um, he was wearing yes. boots, a waistcoat, and a suit coat, but no pants. <laughs> and we're not entirely sure why, but some people speculate that Holmes soiled himself when he was hung. <laughs> On his chest was a metal cross engraved with his name. His brain was fully intact inside his skull, something that is actually rather common in ancient burials. Really? Why? Yeah. Apparently, so when brains are encased in the skull, the organ is protected from bacteria in the digestive tract, and that's actually what causes most of the decomposition in the body. Huh. It took the archaeologists and their team 10 days to exhume the body and finally send it to the lab. At the lab, Holmes's dental records are compared to the skull. 
Dental record is almost as precise as using fingerprints to identify someone. Right. And the skull was consistent with the records that they had. Actually, some of the sources also say that he had gold-plated teeth. Which is like attested to like how wealthy he, he got. Of course wow. he did. He'd be that kind of person. He, he <laughs> was that kind of person. Holmes's remains were reburied on August thirty first, twenty seventeen, in a white coffin. Mm-hmm. No cement coffin. Amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> Mustache thing kills. Me <laughs> and that's it for the case of Doctor H H Holmes. So, Brooklyn, your overall thoughts? Well. Insurance fraud. I <laughs> don't do it. That was, oh, that you said insurance fraud the first time, and I was like, I found it so funny because like that's the thing he got in trouble for, right? Really? Like and not then, even not even suspected murder, just then, straight up insurance fraud. Like you owe us money. And then he kept getting away with it. Yeah. For years. Yes. <laughs> Wow, that guy, okay. Ever okay. since he was in, like, medical school, just training, like, back when he, before he came to Chicago. I, he, okay, all right, so let's, let's just do, oh, 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 okay, I forgot the word, but it, it's, a. Uh, uh, anyway, so, tortured animals when he was a kid, possibly killed a childhood best friend. Yes. Uh, committed insurance fraud in medical school. All his life. It was considered a mediocre student despite being apparently a genius and then when he went on to create a murder house and murdered a, a, approximately 200 people but only confessed 28 which he didn't even get into trouble it's for. not even approximate 200 it's speculated estimated guesstimated whatever yes. he but he confessed to 28 of those murders or boasted about them still a confession which i think that he should have gotten jail time for at the very least but he was sentenced to death. It's the principle of the thing, okay? It's not, it's, I- He I, received the death penalty. How much worse can you get? It's not, okay, it's, I know that he got the death penalty for um, the murders that he was actually tried for, but it's, but it's the fact that nobody wanted to try him for the other 28 that he confessed it's, to. I don't think it's necessarily that they didn't want to try him for the 28 that he confessed to, is that they had no definitive proof. It's a whereas, whereas they had the bodies of- Ben okay. and his children. I understand that. It's it's not I'm And I'm they not, were able to match the identities of the children. Okay, no, I, I understand that. It's 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 the principle of the matter. That's that's why I'm She's upset. just mad that I'm he didn't get mad. tried for the twenty eight as well. I am. They got they got justice, but they didn't at the same time. You know? I mean that's fair. You know? Were the bodies ever found? The people's was so apparently some bodies were found. Um I just, it's, it's horrible, it's so horrible but to me. But they were found before um, Ben's death and such like that. So, like, while, like, I think, like, right around the time that he was being suspected of the murders. Yeah. And he was supposedly um, caught a few times. Some sources, like, differ on this, but they say that he spent, like, a few days in jail for being caught with a body and trying to sell it to medical schools wow. when he didn't have the license to do so. But he was like, oh, anyway? Yeah, he was like, oh, God. Like, just sent to jail. Okay. You said oh that this gosh. one was a lot more toned down than Jack the Ripper. It is. In my in my opinion. I feel like. I feel like it's a lot more toned down. I, I kind of agree, but not really. This felt kind of comedic to me. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong there, too. The, the insurance fraud. And, and a lot of this felt like a, like a Scooby-Doo mystery or something. Yeah, like I'll say that's fair. Like, murder is horrible and awful and it shouldn't exist. And, and 
it's it's horrible what happens I to think... people, but it's it's just how comedic everything about this man was. Like like the he fact got trouble that... for insurance fraud, not murder. He he built himself a murder house. He had a bowler hat guy make the Robinson <laughs> mustache. Yeah, he did. Like everything I will post those pictures. That'd be great. Scooby Doodle into me, and it, it that's why it's funny. Not funny, but it's it's funny. funny. Yeah, it's funny. not 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 obviously murder the murdering assembly, but I think it's the fact that like he should have been caught. He should have been sooner. Caught. Yeah, that's it's comedic in the worst way possible. For real, Morgan. What about you? Your overall thoughts? I mean, this is your first case that you listened in for true crime. Like, I know you've like listened through with murder with my husband and stuff like that, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are absolute angels. Please, I love guys, they, go I listen love, to them. I love, I love their podcast. Go listen to them. They They're are amazing. honestly amazing. I love listening to Peyton and Garrett. Um, so, again, for the police in literally every note, their moron level went from 1 to 11 quickly, to be honest. Yeah. I almost, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the police kind of tried to do a little bit more with this case than they did with Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I think so. No. But, like, also not really. No. yeah I, no. I don't know it's it's, it's weird still, it's, it's weird it's like me. it's like they tried but they didn't try like they're like oh we don't have like definitive proof so we can't do much exactly and a, and a lot of what they were running off of was you know we only have like the possibility that like oh people said that these women came in but never checked out and that honestly that could have been a million things that happened someone else as a hotel resident could have done something to them but i i do think it's interesting that everyone's like no we think it's holmes and they're like well we'll check and they didn't find anything the, the, like the whole him showing them around the house and then leading them out again telltale heart very telltale heart very telltale heart and that's another thing is that all like like the the um the similarities that can be drawn back towards edgar Allan poe which by the way i i love his works because i'm i'm a huge edgar Allan poe fan um but she likes the classics. I do. I also like Shakespeare. I don't. She doesn't. But it, it's so funny to me. And A Tilt to Heart is one of my favorite Edgar Allan Poe stories. It's just that that's so similar. And I just, it makes me laugh. That's another one of the comedic things about this case. Is that it just, it parallels A Tilt to Heart? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, One of the things that really annoys me is the fact that there were like several women that went missing in his hotel of death and they did nothing like like the people there was like oh there's a there's a woman missing i'm not gonna worry about it it's just, just nobody it's, it's like, like, like what about the family members of the women so like yeah oh, my daughter is missing or oh, my sister is missing i'm just like i mean oh, it's oh, not that they didn't care it was more that they didn't like have an idea of really where to start like they said yeah like, and, and the police did search Holmes's hotel like they did what they were supposed to do and went and searched. Yeah, and, and there was like, and when they searched it, there was no definitive proof. And the fact that Holmes was described as being very charming and alluring, and they're like, this dude certainly couldn't have done it. Alluring when he looks like the bowler hat guy from <laughs> Robinsons. <laughs> alluring? Well, no, 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 sweetheart. <laughs> That's what he's described as. He's described as being very alluring. Okay, no, Colin O'Dono is alluring. <laughs> This guy is not. Do I have to hear about this again? Yeah. You don't want to hear about Thomas okay, Cresswell? I don't want to hear about him. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. We have this back and forth argument yeah, quite a I, bit. And, and the other thing that I said, um, artist plus psychopath equals yeah. danger. Yeah, artist plus sociopath equals danger. 
yes yeah. that we will go on a something merch thing started. one day we will have merch I promise when we grow when we grow our fan base a little bit more. Okay, well, that concludes today's case. Thank you guys for joining us for The Devil in the White City, Dr. H.H. Holmes. We're going to try and get episodes out uh, every week, at the very least, every every other week, just because I am at school, which is an hour and a half away from home, and it takes time to research cases. And I'm coming up on finals. All right. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it.